Welcome to the Kupinger Coal Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm Lead Advisor and Senior Analyst with Kupinger Coal Analysts. My guest today is Graham Williamson. He joins us from Australia, working um, with us for, for Kupinger Coal in Asia Pacific. Hi, Graham. Good to see you. It's good to be here, Matthias. Thank you. We're talking today because you've just recently completed a, a, a document, a research document called a market compass about policy-based access control. What was it exactly and what was the market segment that you were looking at? Okay. It was actually to update a policy-based access control document that I did a couple of years ago. Uh, we decided, uh, we looked at a variety of names, and we decided on policy-based access management because it's a bit more than just control. We need to actually manage our identities and manage our identities' access to the various resources that they should have. So it's PBAM, <laughs> and it's a market compass, so it looks at a number of vendors in this space and gives a write-up on each of them. Right. So when, when you say it has changed the, since the... the first edition or, the, or the, the most recent edition that you did previously, what has changed? You say the, the management component has been added. We see policy-based access control and management, especially in the zero trust area. Um, has that been reflected also in that market? Is it growing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the biggest change is uh, the move to cloud. So back two years ago, we focused on policy-based access control. That's is that you're having a, a, a policy-based approach to our access control as opposed to a, a roles-based approach, which most organizations use. To improve our cybersecurity, we wanted to get to a policy-based uh, mechanism so that we have uh, fine-grained uh, access uh, control to, to our resources and that we can also have a consistent policy across the organization. So rather than individual applications putting together their own access control policy, we want a consistent one across the organization. So policy-based access control allows us to do that. Yeah, so a standard uh, policy-based access control system would have a decision point, policy decision point. It would have a policy enforcement point at each resource. It would have a policy information point, which is the uh, information identity and, and attribute information that we need in order to make access control decisions. And then it would have an administration point, which allows you to administer the, the life cycle of the policies, the access control policies. Uh, the standard back two years ago was ExactMol. Uh, and and uh, we were very comfortable in that sort of environment. What really surprised me is what's happening now with increased cloud migration. So if you look at the stepping stones, if you like, to, to a cloud deployment, uh, many companies start with what is uh, derogatorily called lift and shift. You take your application from on-premise, you put it in a VM on cloud infrastructure. But that's only the first step. What most organizations then realize that is if they move to a more cloud-native process, which means I'm taking my application and designing it specifically uh, for a cloud deployment, I can reduce my costs and I can improve my agility. So we take our application, we divide it into its component parts and have these individual containers that are 
giving access to specific functionality we need for our application. That means that each container now needs access control. And very soon you find that a, a standard approach to policy-based access control is found wanting because now what we need is an agile approach. We need a microservices approach where we have a, a service that is, is stripped down to its bare essentials and can be deployed at the point of the where the application is making the decision. We can't afford in a cloud native environment the latency to have a decision coming from a centralized decision point some at some remote place. We've got to now put our policy decision uh, functionality at that point at which the, the application container needs that decision. So uh, it became um, very much a, uh, I, I learned an awful lot in doing the report because I could see how we need to make those changes within an organization to accomplish uh, that agility uh, that the cloud native approach provides. Right. So, but the beauty of policies lies in that you can, can design one policy that should be applicable on premises and in the cloud. Does, do these solutions that you've looked at also make sure that there is a, a centralized management, but the decision made wherever it is required? Absolutely. So the the what the, the, the solutions do is provide that central place for the policies to be uh, created and modified and when they're no longer needed, removed. Um, Uh, but the the actual system now looks after that deployment. So the beauty of it is the developer no, no longer needs to know. I now got to uh, put that little uh, uh, solution for an API at that point in that particular cloud service. The solution does that. So all the, the developer needs to do is say, oh, okay, we're going to now add this um, component to our policy. So this, for instance, say, I have a policy that provides access to a text editor for uh, my journalists. Okay, well, now I want to add to that policy. And I want to say, well, now that's only Monday to Friday. Okay, I, we, 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 we want to avoid any uh, potential uh, issues we might have on a weekend. So I'm now going to add a, a context variable there that, that to my to my policy, uh, the policy that I'm designing. As soon as I've done that, I just have to uh, press the publish. And it now, the platform, feeds that decision, uh, sorry, the policy for a decision to wherever that's needed within my cloud native environment. So it, it does provide that that control, if you like, and, and the ability to um, manage deployments for in a cloud-native environment. So that really sounds like a more modern approach to managing entitlements in general. If we look at the market, um, has it grown? Are there new players in the field? Um, what, what has happened when you look at the individual vendors? Uh, the market has grown exponentially over the last two years. Uh, we, we, we have vendors that, that basically... Uh, uh, you know, because there wasn't the cloud native requirement so many years ago, as that requirement has has come up, and it's basically been driven by the market. The market is saying we can't afford a, a monolithic cloud deployment because it costs too much and it doesn't scale 
What we need to now do is move to a, to, to a containerized or a microservices environment uh, in order to uh, get that agility that we need in, in, in our deployments. As soon as you say that, a standard approach that we were quite happy with two years ago is found wanting. So we have no choice but to move into uh, a situation where we are using a modern uh, policy access management solution. Right. So I've mentioned already this market compass has just been published. Uh, so if, if anybody's interested, please go to our website, kubiancoal.com and look for, uh, look for PBAM, as you said. So the, the acronym should lead you to the right document. And there's the EIC coming up. Will there be some, some sessions around that topic as well? Absolutely. Yes, we are going to be addressing the whole cloud, net, cloud native. There's one, uh, um, thread that follows cloud native deployments. And I would encourage uh, people that are interested in this to attend because it will introduce you to this whole migration that's happening. And it doesn't stop, stop just at microservices. What we're seeing now is organizations saying, what, what's happening in our environment is we have now multiple applications that need the same access control uh, policy applied to it. So what we're doing is putting a services mesh in place. So any application working that in that environment will now access the uh, authentication services that are part of the service mesh. Really interesting. So it's not only technology, it's really also making sure that the whole organization is prepared for dealing with this slightly <laughs> modified approach towards doing yeah. entitlements. Well, I, 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 can we just enter into a little bit of a philosophical discussion for a minute? Um, it really means a significant change to your organization. Because uh, once we're moving from the environment that we were happy with, with you know the, the some type of entitlement group managing my policies for my applications, that was fine. But as soon as now we have developers that are doing this, and they they are actually doing the the development of the policy and deploying that, um, we have a different environment. Uh, and I what I'm seeing is there's a sort of a shift from a, a CIO type of IT organization that's managing this through to a CISO org organization. The developers, they, they trust CISOs. So the CISO is setting the security requirement for my cloud environment, um, and, and, they, they, and they're much happier in that, in that situation. So what we're doing is, is, is sort of leaving the, what we were all happy with in terms of our IT and IAM development and moving it into more of a cloud environment where we have to change our, our, our operation to have uh, the, obviously the people that do set entitlements need to be there. The application owners should be part of those decisions. The developers, obviously, and the DevOps people, particularly De DevSecOps people, uh, all need to be part of coming up and, and making sure that we have a, a, a secure policy environment that satisfies the resources that we're protecting. Right. And then we should not ignore this one elephant in the room, uh, regulators and audit. Um, they are usually used to understanding what roles are, what recertification is, what um, runtime access based on previously admitted, administered access means. Um, 
are there uh, are the solutions capable of providing the same level of, of evidence and, and are auditors happy with that as well yes we, we we have exactly the same governance requirements as we've had before and uh, the solutions are all providing uh, governance capability and audit capability and you mentioned recertification that's that's uh, that sort of functionality is built into these systems as well uh, it's it's a little bit different because now we're dealing with multiple uh, microservices uh, but uh, it's basically making sure that the approvals that are required are part of that and you can build that those approvals in real time if you want so if somebody's trying to access a particular resource the policy can be told no we've got to get approval uh, for that so that can be done in real time if you wish so uh, these controls are in place and uh, the, the governance is very important when you come to a policy-based access system. Great. That really sounds interesting. And I'm sure that I will read your document. I highly recommend that our audience uh, reads it. Thank you very much, Grant, for being my guest today. Um, please head over all to kupingacol.com for the document. Um, and looking forward to talking to you very soon, especially also about that very interesting topic. Sounds good. Thanks, Matthias. Thank you. Bye-bye.